Good evening, it's 8 o'clock on Wednesday the 21st of September 2022 and this is our second go at it. Welcome to Head Teacher Chat Radio Live 2.0. Yes! This is Head Teacher Chat Radio with Russell Crowe. Ah, good evening to you folks. We had so much content last, uh, yesterday, last, I was going to say last week, just yesterday, too much content. So we've spilt over until today's show. We've got another cracking, uh, it's not quite an hour, but if you plan for it, it'll be a fantastic show for you. Here are our contact details. Contact the show right now. Just send a text message to 07 8600 26400. Or email us using studio at andertontiger.com. And you are very welcome to our show, folks. It is completely live. We're just coming up to one minute past eight o'clock. And a very good evening to you. Thanks so much for joining us. It's really good. Uh, apparently, we had too much content, my producer tells me, uh, yesterday. I can't imagine. I have no idea how that happened. Uh, good company and a good catch-up. What's not to like about that? I absolutely enjoyed it. Uh, we apparently just spent far too much time nattering on. These things kind of get away with us. Anyway, you are most welcome to day two folks now day one show is up and available already on spotify and receiving some downloads thank you so much you can also catch it on apple podcasts and on google as well if you want to look at the chapter headings that I've put in there, so you can go straight into Patrick or straight into Helen. I had a lovely message on Twitter from Helen this afternoon asking me how she could. Oh, you got your own chapter, love. You are there. You just click on Helen and straight in it goes to you. Just head to podcast.learnradio.net. That address one more time. Podcasts dot learnradio.net easy peasy my guests this evening folks are john tate robert powell and al kingsley and of course lucy and jonathan who are warming themselves up uh, i will be with them in just a moment there they're at home in their studio and we laughed so much last night we had so much fun about power cuts and i was almost poking fun at their beautiful economically lit dwelling office it was fantastic it was beautifully lit but quite dark and i said are you in the middle of a power cut are we doing this on backup power and then what should happen i lost power three times thank you so much indeed to eon it's the least you could do for me thank you so much other power providers are available and they're probably better but never mind where's my money back three power cuts last night whilst i was trying to upload the show i can't tell you how annoyed i was and one shouldn't tempt fate so i am saying nothing at all I'm saying absolutely nothing as I bring in our fabulous star guest. It is, of course, Lucy and Jonathan Coy. Good evening, folks. How are you this evening? How's it going with you? Fine, Russell. Lovely to chat tonight. All very good, thank you. We've had a great day. Didn't we Didn't we talk that power cut up? <laughs> <laughs> just a little, just a tad in. We've got to make that. It was just completely dark. There is absolutely no backup power in the studio here at all it just oh and i thought no and i screamed out on the second time just getting to the just uploading just uploading nearly done nearly done 
and out it all oh, went no, no! <laughs> and then downstairs i'm on that to the second floor so there's another set of stairs to get down onto the first floor i had to oh in the dark i find my way down this little turret um and then find the torch because it's never in the right place and there's us doing the same thing again i'm not mentioning it. i shall not mention it again thank you so much what a brilliant show absolutely loved it and thank you so much for all of our guests and you can download it and enjoy and share that's the most important thing share 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 uh your data is safe with us folks we've got a fabulous privacy statement written by yours truly we are not selling your data or exchanging your data with absolutely anyone at all you text me you can whatsapp me you can message me you can send a pigeon if you wanted to won't get here in time but you can send one contact details are on the website learnradio.net forward slash privacy we're on instagram we can text us on 078 600 26 400 you can write on our padlet as i said last night love those padlets uh, just go to learnradio.net forward slash contact it's all there you can email me studio at andertontiger.com you can tweet me at russ i can use the hashtag head teacher chat radio it's all there for you a big fan of padlets i love it i pay 10 pounds a month for it. it's brilliant works so well with young folks you can do it in so many different ways and give our young people a level of anonymity and we're talking about a, more of that with a fabulous uh, some of our guests this after this evening for you it's absolutely fantastic there um everything can be found if you're listening on a smart speaker and you want to go to the website just head to learnradio.net forward slash h t chat radio all one word no spaces of course learnradio.net forward slash ht chat radio let us start with our first question uh, to the fabulous lucy and jonathan and now what's the most profound impactful outcome to emerge from one of your ht chat sessions who wants to take that one on the gin oh that's a good question isn't it Oh, well, I have a feeling it might be the safeguarding one we did with um, Helen recently and Ratif. Yeah, Rafiq. Yes, we had a a Twitter Spaces session. Wow. And um, we were talking about safeguarding and uh, what were the key things that schools needed to know and, and do. And we had so much engagement that night, so many questions. It shows the uh, priorities that schools put uh, for safeguarding and how important it is. It was really, really good, wasn't it? Absolutely, uh, perfect. I mean, I want to. I thought if I phrased the question like that, it would be harder for you to go. That was a favourite person. It was rather the topic and the outcome, <laughs> rather than uh, an individual. So, anyone else that kind of chimed nicely with you? Anything else that that comes to mind? I mean, it's always a level of engagement. You, I love it when we have a big audience and they really go with you and they want to. They want to know more and they're questioning and asking stuff. Mm. And um, and Helen's listening at the moment. So, a big hello to Helen Woodward. Uh, so loved you last night. Uh-huh. Thank you so. And it's just stuff like. That. i like that it's that level of engagement is good what else what else apart from the um the safety one anything we, we get so much community is so supportive of yeah. each other like it's difficult to pin it down to be fair to like one moment but you've had quite a few um tweets and posts that have gone i think at the moment there's a load of um tweets about uh what what do you do in um situ- situation so the job ones are coming up at the moment. So um, how do you get head teacher jobs? How do you um, get executive head teacher job? Uh, and then the the old favourite of Ofsted. What do you do when Ofsted phone up? What questions do you ask? Um, what things do you have to get ready? So they're very popular with um, head teacher chat at the moment. 
Excellent. Yeah, I, and I think going back to what we were saying last night, Russell, you know, we're all doing the same job. It's just different environments that we're in. And so actually the same topics tend to come up all the time. You know, things like how do I prepare for an inspection? What do I need to do for safeguarding? How do I manage difficult situations? Those sorts of things are great. And it's always really, really good to kind of keep that conversation going because it's somebody always needs it. Uh, absolutely. And the support as well. I mean, you're really good. I mean, I'd love to set this question. What kind of flowers should I have in the corner of my office when Ofsted come? What flowers have <laughs> the best results? I'd be very interested. What a lovely piece of research for that one. Is there a fragrance in my office that I should have? Wow. Should I spray um, panicking teacher or should I go valley of the uh, daffodils or something? I mean, oh, oh, you know, what, what should it be? Or, or do we want them not to stay long? So I'll do those sweaty feet spray, which is available just it's spray it around and just mm. okay well we're off now thanks very much we've seen all we want i don't know what a lovely piece of research those are i love it i absolutely love it uh, more from these two fabulous folks later on in the show they are with us for that so if you'd like a question you can pop a question to us you can email us right on the padlet or drop me a text message i'd love to hear from you on tonight's show let's get on with our first guest now it is john tate he's waited bless you you waited an extra day i'm so sorry um i just kind of split our show in half and you would have been in the second half uh last night which would have been kind of midnight getting on for 1 a.m so uh best thing is to move it on to day two which thank you so much indeed for that uh john has written widely on the subject of teaching and i'll let him tell you more about that in just a second and i'm very pleased that he was able to join us on tonight's show we are back after john tate with more of your messages and comments don't go anywhere folks Listeners, I'm joined by the fabulous John Tate, who's an amazing individual, and you're just going to absolutely love him. I've known him for quite a while now. He's written a fabulous book called Teaching Rebooted. It's innovative and exciting, and I thoroughly enjoyed every word of it. John, welcome to the show. How are you? Thanks, Russell. Really appreciate you having me on. Um, I'm great. Hopefully, you're great as well, and thank you for the kind words about the book. Um, always nice to hear that it's uh, that it's got, it goes down well, because when you write something, it's, uh, it's probably a little bit like, singers and artists do and then that you, you do something you put it out and then you get very nervous because you think mm. what you've written is decent but then suddenly you're open to the uh you're open to public criticism and then you get a little bit worried when when it's kind of publication day hoping that what you have written actually goes down well so yeah it's always nice to hear things like that ah uh, the joys of being an author you're in good company here so don't worry it's amazing stuff and really didn't get a chance to talk about it because of the various lockdowns and all our book shows. So it's lovely to be chatting to you now uh, as we head towards the end of September. Uh, how important is this kind of stuff for folks running schools these days? What are the challenges? Does this help? Yeah, I think it's really important. And the reason, going back to the reason why I wrote it actually, Russell, was I was really frustrated that I was starting to learn things over the last kind of three, four, five years that I feel I should have known when I first started teaching 20 years ago. And um, and I, I when, whenever I speak at conferences, and so I always talk about it as the, the hidden truths of learning, because I really feel that lots of these things about how we really learn and, and, the, and the retrieval side of it and the spacing and, and all the different elements. I really wish I'd have known that when I first started teaching. It might have been quite useful. I wish the teachers that taught me when I first went to school in you know secondary school in 1988. I wish they'd have known that. And I also wish the teachers teaching my kids, my own kids now, you know, would know that as well. So I have a, a real passion for trying to make it more accessible and I think that the more we can do that and the more we can actually know what works 
books or, or at least um, you know our best bets as, as, as we kind of talk about now in education then um, you know the, the better we can be as, as practitioners because our our kids get one chance at this and coming through school and we, we've got to do the best we can so yeah brilliant uh, can you give us a, just an easy peasy takeaway from the book nice easy one for us yeah well i think what i've done is i've tried to distill um lots of the the research which i've said is, is inaccessible because it's either behind a paywall or it's a hundred page report or sometimes it's in highly academic language um so i've tried to kind of distill it all into into 10 chapters um things like retrieval practice spacing interleaving questioning, uh, assessment feedback, cognitive load, learning versus performance, dual coding, met metacognition. And what I do in each chapter is I do a teacher 1.0, which are all the things that we probably have done in our, and, and lots of those are written from my own experiences. I'm not sitting there saying, oh, I bet people have done this. They are written from very good experience of my own. Then I then talk about what the research says, and then I give a teacher 2.0, which is four different ways practical ways really short succinct ways that you can put that practice uh, sorry that research into practice so something like let's imagine if you, you you know you asked for something specific there um in, in terms of questioning mm. and actually what i i pick up the you know, the the uh, the research on wait time in terms of questioning and, and you know lots of teachers listen to this will be familiar with having hands down and kind of choosing students who you want to ask and all that kind of stuff but actually the wait time one was interesting for me because i always thought of wait time was the time that you give students to think about questions so you ask a question you give four or five seconds you ask for deep thinking so all that's in this chapter however what i also discovered from the research is very interesting which lots of people still aren't there with yet is the wait time that you afford yourself after a student gives you an answer because sometimes we're far too quick to say oh yeah yeah brilliant i know what you mean and then we rephrase their answer into some amazing answer and you and the kids go well yeah that's exactly what i meant and you think mm, did they or did they not so actually giving yourself some time to think about before you respond, do I do I do I you know how do I respond? Do I do I praise it? Do I not? Do I bounce it to someone else? Do I do I say hmm? You know what else can you say? You know come on, uh, you know give me some more. So I think you know something like that is really interesting. And then again, a very quick, easy golden nugget about wait time and how much time you give yourself as well, rather than just responding. So all that stuff's in there in all the different chapters, and um, it's a book that hopefully people can pick up and put down on whatever chapter they want and it's not a you know it's not a not a book you have to start from the start and get to the end with so uh yeah hopefully a nice little uh guide that people can have on their desks really to, to, mm. to help them out and it's a great reference title and should be on everyone's shelf on every senior leader shelf published by bloomsbury it's called teaching rebooted by john tate if you want to follow him on twitter he is at team tate i've always loved that do you have aspirational <laughs> thinkings in that direction is that is there going to be lots of little baby tates popping along on who knows? I mean, we, we, it's interesting because we, we call us, our, our family, we call ourselves kind of Team Tate. And it was a, when I started kind of at Twitter 10, 15 years ago, I thought, oh, we'll start as this. And actually, it's just become my kind of professional mm. aim almost that people kind of sometimes see me at conference goes, oh, you're Team Tate, you know? And it's, so it's, I, I, have, I have a wry smile about it. It, it. It's quite cool. I love it. It's uh, it's bigger than the sum of its parts. And that I can mm -hmm. certainly identify with. Uh, John, been great to chat with you. Thanks so much indeed. The book is divine. And folks, you need to get yourselves a copy. John, thanks for joining us. Oh, absolutely. I love that. Baby Tate's taking over the world step by step. My goodness, John, it's always good to catch up with you. Uh, also spending some time with John on a Beezer Road show later on uh, next month. We're really good. We're at Rugby School, our very first one. And I'm really looking forward to spending some time with him. Uh, Lucy, Jonathan, wow. Anything in there to take away that you really chime nicely with you? What do you think? Well, it's always interesting talking uh, about the the pause 
in between the conversations with the children and after what they're saying. We're working with a company at the moment, um, Teach FX from, from America. Wow. And they record all the auditory in the classroom. Mm. And what they do is then do a study of how much time you spend on different sections in the day. And it's fascinating. I think it make a, um, a really good impact on actually teaching and learning, actually understanding all the pauses in the lesson, how you actually interact with the children when you do things. So it's, it ties in quite nicely with what we're doing at the moment anyway. Yeah, I really liked it from a from a special needs point of view because I'm, an, I'm a qualified SENCO and uh, I think it's an underrated skill really in teaching yep. is the, the, the balance that you have to give to giving children time to think and giving children too much time to think. And um, a good teacher really knows their pupils and they know when, how long is the right amount of time, you know, uh, to give a child to think. Um, and all children are different. They need different times to process that information and to really sort of break that information down. Because sometimes it's a lot of information to take in. So they need a lot of time to think about it. Um, and so, yeah, so go, going back to what Jonathan was saying, there's some fantastic uh software coming out which will uh digitally analyze nice. all of the uh, all of the time that you spend in the classroom i for whether you've asked open-ended mm. questions closed questions whether all the children in the class have had a go at speaking mm -hmm. all of those things it's fascinating to see a glimpse into the future and how teaching will evolve over time uh, using technology, yeah. yeah I if like only it. I had that right at the beginning of my teaching. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And actually, it's interesting, you know, isn't it? what yeah. John has said is, in, is absolutely right. Totally agree with everything he said. It, it's such an important skill uh, as for a teacher to know that information, you know, yeah. Brilliant. Uh, really good. Brilliant. Uh, listeners, don't forget, you can ask a question at any time uh, in the show on uh, Twitter if you want to. I know, I know we've got Matt O'Grady listening to us as well. Thank you so much indeed. That's our lovely teacher, our man in Essex. There are other people in Essex, I understand, but he is our man uh, in Essex. Matt, thanks so much. <laughs> really good. Now, I've got another question for you too. Uh, can you just tell the listeners a bit more about the other services and things you do at the headquarters there in HT Chat? What, what other resources and things do you provide guys we are starting to provide some coaching services and um we're working quite closely with helen woodward who we had on the show the show yesterday mm. and um we're really keen on actually developing that further i uh, i've been talking to helen for last year of how we're going to do it and doing a lot of research and background work to make an absolutely mm. a, a great coaching services for senior leaders in school and how they can actually improve on things like that wow. and we're hopefully we're going to launch out at a conference yeah and i suppose the difference between our coaching services and others is that we are actually experienced school leaders so we kind of know exactly what school leaders need hmm. when it comes to coaching so um it's going to be a really good high quality product that's um, produced and we hope it, we're in the process of developing the website now so we've got wow. a special uh, web page dedicated to the coaching services so that will be really exciting we're going to launch that hopefully at the conference wow. in october october the 6th 
and um on we also do planners russell i don't know if you know that <laughs> i it may have like escaped me it's, it's not as if you did that. okay i was looking at the planners i walked straight into that uh let me just stay on uh, the uh the, the coaching service there is that a first is that the first announcement is that the first is can i claim that as an exclusive on the show with the yeah. And actually, Russell, you can you can claim that as an exclusive. It is still very early days, so Good we're in the you. process of still developing wow. it. But you know, we are almost ready to launch. Good so for you. Exciting. You heard it here yeah. first, folks. Well done. Excellent. Thank you for the disclosure. It's a really good. I can see that being very, very successful for you. And I wish you the very best of uh, luck. Uh, we are back with Lucy and Jonathan later on in the show. Let's join our next uh, contributor, please, listeners. I also wanted to bring you an interesting author here that you may not have discovered yet. Now, I'm, um, I, I always keep in touch with uh, old teachers and other folks who change the direction of my life and Robert Powell is one of them. Um, he got in contact with me today, bless him, to say that he was also my head of year. Um, well, thanks very much for that, Rob. I had no idea. So I must have been a really good pupil because we never had an occasion to speak because that almost escaped me. So thanks so much indeed. He wanted also to be remembered uh, for that as well, as well as uh, an absolutely brilliant. Now, I know that uh, Rob also delivers inset uh, across the all phases from primary Right through to post 16 and he has i think in his in, in his independent uh, teaching career he's uh, uh, taught over uh, at uh, over 2000 institutions in all that's an amazing achievement robert absolutely amazing there uh, and he also reminded me last night uh, that uh, he um most of his work is uh, about the adaptive uh, feedback and the planning and the data collection and marking and adoptive. The book is absolutely fantastic, and that's really the purpose of, of the intervention here. If you want to find out more about Rob ahead of his talk whilst you're listening to him, robertpowltraining.co.uk. He is up now. Listeners, in my attempt to bring you interesting stuff that you don't already know about, I have lent on a very good friend, my old English teacher. Now, he'll say, Russell, less of the old, and it's amazing. I love him to bits. He's called Robert Powell. Uh, he has written many, many titles, but the one that caught my attention is called Live Feedback, and I loved, loved, loved it. It's about questioning skills and really some lovely engagement uh, with your students as well. Uh, Rob, welcome to the show, and thanks so much for joining us today thank you very much russell it's actually nice to hear you you again because uh, passion is something i'm very keen on in teaching and uh, you have so much of that it actually instantly engages me well you're really kind you're really kind i, I have no idea where it comes from on occasions and one has to dig deep or, or all too often for it i loved the book it was really engaging just talk uh, listeners through it a bit and maybe just tell a little bit more about your uh, uh, your concept here as well because i think and you've done lots of things since it'd be nice to catch up with those as well but particularly for this this kind of uh, socratic um engagement the questioning i like it very much yeah, it actually came from my, my frustration, really, um, Russell. Can I just say, first of all, to the heads listening or the senior leaders listening, that this doesn't apply to all senior leadership teams. It doesn't apply to all heads. There's many, many very, very uh, visionary heads around the country hmm. who don't do the kinds of things they're going to describe. But we're faced with in, in uh, teaching with, with a recruitment and retention agenda. Um, Becky Allen and Sam Sims' fa fabulous book, um, the teacher gap described how 40% of the newly qualified teachers are leaving the profession within five years. 
and uh, basically they're leaving for for a number of reasons they're leaving because of the workload because of the planning because of the marking the data collection mm. but they're also leaving because there's a feeling of that they're being scrutinized they're being the su su subject of surveillance mm. to cut people coming in to watch their lessons with a long list a checklist of, to see make sure they're doing what they're told and how they need to follow school policies and it's actually killing the very pr passion I described you. Yeah, you actually, the very first time I heard you speak, many years before I realized I used to teach you, <laughs> you were so passionate. And it was interesting, that was what was engaged the audience. And I actually, when I was ahead, I always pointed staff when, when I watched them being teaching it went during interview, that were actually passionate. They wanted to engage students mm. and they did engage students. And sometimes that passion is being killed off by the con the, the constant uh, monitoring mm. that they get subject to. And we've I think we've got to release that passion so that teachers can actually teach in a way that works. And it's so sad to see teachers subject to policies that actually don't work for all of them. They actually have to follow a particular curriculum uh, lesson plan format. Um, for example, very silly thing here, but a 10 minute starter and a 10 minute plenary in every lesson. When, for example, in music, if they're working on compositions in a GCSE class, what's the plenary about? Because they've all been working in different mediums. Mm. And it's it's actually the 10 minute starter and a 10 minute plenary takes up two years in any five year period. So you've got three years left to get through a very crowded curriculum. So I just think that we need greater vision from senior leaders to actually follow um, the policies that actually give more trust to teachers, to teach in a way that works for them mm. and for the subject and for the type of student they're faced with, so that we actually trust people to actually do things slightly differently, but within a set of principles. And, the, and the, that particular book that you're referring to sets out a, a model for, for, for teaching and learning, which actually um, involves a set of principles that are actually very rigorous, but actually allow teachers to interpret them in different ways. So things like lessons must begin with the learning intentions clear to all. Now that's happening all over the country, mm. but the variety of ways that can be done is huge. And, and actually they're all, always doing it in the same way because you must put learning objectives on a screen and then the kids copy it into their books. It's actually the worst way of starting a lesson. I can't actually think of anything worse than copying from a board before we start to be engaged. Um, and the, the concept of actually always having to share success criteria at the beginning of the lesson, it reflects the fact that actually lessons are actually in many schools treated as 60 minute one off mm. sessions. Mm rather than actually most teachers I work with tell me it, it, lessons are a series of lessons. It could last four, five, six lessons. And the idea that actually we always have a plenary when we're halfway through leading a, a, reading a, 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 one of the scenes in Shakespeare, and we haven't finished reading the scene yet, doesn't allow the teacher to have their plenary 20 minutes into lesson two when they finish reading the scene. So trusting teachers to regularly review learning and progress is a much better way of doing it than saying end end lessons with a plenary mm. um, and it's this kind of rigidity which actually I'm, I'm i'm going against and it's nice to see a lot of teachers don't uh, don't have to suffer this because they've got visionary heads mm. who trust them and say okay as long as these principles principles such as we regularly review learning is actually much more useful than we have a plenary 
And it's, it's interesting that those visionary heads who le- allow this will have teachers who actually, uh, they retain them. They mm. stay there. They, they feel trusted. They feel mm. valued. Mm. So it's that, that's the key theme of the book and looking at ways in which we can do that. And live feedback is one of the ways of actually trusting teachers because you can actually have verbal feedback, you can whole class feedback, you can have written feedback, you can have peer feedback, you can have feedback um, for for self-evaluation. And it's interesting that where teachers do this, um, the, 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 the response of the students is actually very good. Those schools have tried verbal feedback um, have got very good results from it but, but we need to change away from a marking policy where schools say this is you must mark every one week or every two weeks or every third lesson but moving towards regularly review work or f- give feedback and actually allow teachers to decide what type of feedback at what time and how they do it mm. and that actually creates a situation where you reduce the workload without reducing the quality because Ofsted no longer need to look at marking and they actually um, trust the school to have its own policy. So my view is allow the department or the or the year in a primary school to have its own policy on marking and mm. feedback mm. so that we end up with a variety of feedback scenarios and allow teachers to actually uh, spend their time planning good lessons rather than um, marking and, and creating hours and hours and hours of work at home. And there's good software available, isn't there? Because you recommend quite a few in here. You're a big fan of some questioning software, which I like Learning very much. by questions. Yes, yes. There's, there's actually a software, hmm. learning by questions, English, maths and science, largely in the primary, but actually very good for um, key stage three and secondary. Indeed. Um, and th- this particular feedback, this software, I, I, I watched 60 hours of learn of lessons using it before they launched in 2018 and uh, in, in 2019 at it won the the best innovation of the year award uh, and not surprising at all because not only does the uh, the software give feedback live to students in the classroom so for example maths teachers will be acquainted with the bid maths rule so if you have a three plus two times six you end up kids writing 30 they've forgotten that in, in bid mass you actually multiply and, and divide before you add and subtract so a message appears on the child's screen saying remember the bid mass rule and it reminds them so rather than getting the next six wrong as well right. they actually get this, the next one right because they got the feedback when they need it and the second thing about about it is the teacher is able to watch all 30 children in the class live and spot where there's actually a mistake and if you hover over the the mistake on the teacher's screen that you can see what misconception the child's got it also allows you to see maybe seven or eight children all getting the same mistake so you just freeze the lesson and reteach so it's responsive teaching best resource i've seen anywhere put for those areas of the curriculum but it actually creates a situation where teachers teach mm. and intervene and talk with children at the time they need it, which is when they're, when they're facing a problem and not after they've done the marking, which is too late to influence the learning. Brilliant. I, I just love it. I love the perspective. Um, I love the, uh, the the success criteria, although I'm a big fan of putting failure criteria up on the board at the start of the lesson. This lesson will fail if these things happen during it. I always think that's a whole lot. Spin it on its head. Now, um, you're available for inset. You're available yeah. for class teaching and as well as your resources. Uh, there's a lot, to, a lot to choose from. You're doing terribly well. Surely you should be putting your feet up there, Rob, honestly. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, it's, just, it's interesting. I, I, I've, since I left my headship, I've done uh, 2,000 inset days with, uh, wow. with primary, secondary, sixth form colleges, and scores of sixth form colleges, about 50 further education colleges, all on teaching and learning mm -hmm. and on, on classroom practice. And that, the thing I really enjoy is actually sharing great classroom ideas for teachers um, that allow them to actually try an idea that actually might engage and activate the learning of, of many students they're not currently reaching. Um, and that, that's what I do. And it's basically during lockdown, of course, it all dried up. But mm. uh, I'm getting back. I've just finished working in a week with a school in the northwest that's actually uh, in, inadequate at the moment. And they're trying to desperately. Fabulous staff I work with for a week. And uh, they are actually... Uh, turning things around under the leadership of a, a very, very visionary head teacher and a fantastic senior lab management team. But they are actually responding mm. to the ideas I've shared with them. And uh, it's hoping that uh, when Ofsted visit again, they'll actually uh, be, be told they're, not, they're no longer in a category. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Folks, uh, if you want to book the fabulous Rob Powell for your event, all the contact details are on robertpowelltraining.co.uk. Um, Rob, what are you working on at the moment? I'm actually uh, just got back in. I'm working with this particular school mm. um, in the long, hopefully in the longer term, because I've spent a week with them, and then they're going to actually evaluate the the, uh, the support that I gave this week. Brilliant. I'm hoping that'll continue. But I'm also there's a couple of other schools in work asking me to work with them in terms of they're, they're setting up and they're trying to move forward. And I'm actually quite keen to to support teachers. I'm particularly keen to help if any school is listening that actually wants to move towards a principles-based policy where actually the principles are rigorous and non-negotiable but the way you deliver them are so that for example schools that have got vocational courses the idea of actually um, marking them instantly is no good if you're for example teaching hair and beauty because mm. hair and beauty actually needs to be uh, the assignments in that can't be marked during it because that invalidates the the assessment so it's actually about verbal feedback and how you support and guide students. And I'm much, much more happy with schools that actually trust teachers and let them decide that this particular way is the best way in, in this particular class. Whereas with this class, which has lost children, mm. students who are struggling, this particular approach is better. So trusting teachers to use techniques actually work for them and for that particular age group and that particular um, level of, 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 of subject ability um, is much much more useful than actually having a very strict rigid lesson plan that everyone must follow absolutely brilliant uh, rob thank you so much for joining us and sharing just a snapshot of your expertise it bursts out of the radio and i don't think that anyone can help but be inspired and moved by you thank you so much indeed and it's lovely to chat with you and thanks so much for joining us no worries at all good thank good. you for never losing your passion russell you're very kind as well rob powell thanks for joining us this is Head Teacher Chat Radio with Russell Prue. A uh, big thank you to Rob Powell. There's 26 minutes to nine, and Matt O'Grady has been on again. Current guest, a man after my own heart. Matt says on the Padlet live feedback, comparative judgment, trust my staff, and the rest will follow. LBQ users too. Absolutely right, Matt. Thank you so much indeed. Uh, folks, if you want to get in contact, it's easy peasy, just like Matt did. He wrote on a paddler it didn't cost him a penny my goodness it's so easy 
easy not even a text message and if you wanted to send a text message all the details are on the website if you'd like to do that uh, lucy that was fascinating i hope you kind of enjoyed that you're nodding away there enjoying um she's got a glass of water <laughs> man this is not the time to <laughs> try your ventriloquist act there as well sorry i caught you out there i wasn't i wasn't looking at you there uh, so uh, interesting what what an, um, an amazing contribution there as well and, and different I, stuff do you know what i think robert powell is an absolute legend he he said everything that we truly believe in you know the fact that children are still writing learning objectives down in their book after all these years where we've we, we've known for a long time that it's actually a waste of time and for some children that's all they get done in the lesson and so like it's really difficult to demonstrate how much they've learned i mean because what have they learned they've learned how to copy off the board um and uh you know that's not necessarily the important part of that lesson so yeah anything that takes uh, the emphasis away from learning uh should go really and trusting staff to teach well and to let lessons flow is really really vital don't you think absolutely and um it's also it's about the marking part of it actually sometimes i remember in the past of a couple of years ago that i was marking so much work in the evening actually i wasn't actually doing the quality of the planning mm -hmm. and what he's saying is actually doing the live feedback totally revolutionizes in, in yeah, schools. and uh, you know, some children can't read what you've written, so kind nope. of like <laughs> it's it's you know it takes away the common sense of of teaching. Really, you know, it, we've got to go back to what is important. How does learning happen? What do we need to do in order to ensure that children are learning? And and anything that we can talk to them about it instead of writing to them about it is is got to be a, a good step forward so brilliant yeah, oh, absolutely with you absolutely well done, Robert. no well done and something that comes out of a single academy being rolled out as the new national curriculum is certainly not going to fit everyone we know folks that one size does not fit all of course i'm referring to the leaked memo i'm sure no one's going to comment on my panel today about that but that's my job that's what professional indemnity insurance is for actually and 10 million quid should get out there and do <laughs> one's very best of it that's what what a quarter bit of controversy uh, well that's just open for discussion I, I don't know how statutory they'll be able to get away with very interesting stuff we'll watch this space that's all up for grabs for discussion as well uh, folks let's uh, let's hit the decks now and grab you some lovely music because after that we have got al kingsley joining us and you're gonna love 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 him i hope you're enjoying the show keep those comments keep those messages coming all the details are on the website folks if you want to text us our text number is 078 600 26 400 you can write me studio at andertontiger.com and you can tweet me using the hashtag head teacher chat radio let's grab some music now this fabulous lady caught my attention with some of the music she's been producing at the moment this is mary j blige and i absolutely love this track we are back with lucy and Jonathan after this I'm loving that track BBC Radio 2 been playing the pants off of that oh, amazing I love it it's a bit old now but oh, just gorgeous she has such a talented voice Mary J Blige I'm loving that no more drama yeah, yeah right <laughs> there's plenty of drama to go around here folks absolutely 
This is Head Teacher Chat Radio with Russell Prue. And a very good evening to you folks. 18 minutes to nine there. Loving the music track. And we are back with Lucy and Jonathan in just a moment. I hear from my last guest here. It's the fabulous Al Kingsley. Now, Al is a huge figure in the world of IT. His company, Net Support Software, where they provide many schools uh, with a whole range of suited software to monitor and control classroom use of technology they do kind of search words and they look up stuff that folk are looking up just to keep a track of their uh, well-being and their exposure to content just amazing stuff there is and al is also chair of a multi-academy trust in peterborough he's on the board of Beza, that's the british education suppliers association and he's also speaking at the conference yes that's my giveaway tonight folks how excited are we guys to get al kingsley onto the agenda you must be excited both of you come on oh we're absolutely delighted that he could come on and it and and what al is going to be talking about is fantastic and i was saying to uh, becky today one of his colleagues that he's actually going to be talking about something that every school leader is going to want to know and that is the top tips for the year ahead in terms of ed tech and governance and i think it's a, such a an important fascinating uh topic that you know you're gonna you're gonna be sorry if you miss it i think really well last you know, remaining tickets who were warned we let everyone know honestly we are down to our final few tickets really they've got to go very soon and when they've gone they've gone and this is a taster of the fabulous al kingsley folks and you're going to want to come and listen to him we're back after this with a final wrap up it's just coming up to 16 minutes to nine we are on track folks for an early finish and that is good news for everyone al kingsley <laughs> is up next <laughs> Listeners, uh, I have with me live on the telephone Al Kingsley, who is a multifaceted and a super experienced individual as well as his chair of a multi-academy trust. He's written broadly on a range of subjects, including governance, and I like that very much. But he's also sharing his thoughts with us in the afternoon of our conference. Al Kingsley, welcome to the show. Mr. Prue, lovely to speak to you. How are you? You're too kind. Thank you so much indeed. So um, let's just start the conversation with the ed tech landscape. There's a lot going on at the moment, a lot of pressures, budgetary pressures, uh, to say the least about that. An enormous concern for folks. Where, where's the thinking? What's the current advice for folk? Well, there's lots of narrative around EdTech, that's for sure, Russ. But I think the number one thing is that the main catalyst and the main engine room for any technology adoption is people. And so rightly, right now, our focus is on capacity in our schools, back to school, still some turbulence and disruption. And naturally, when we don't have clarity on our funding for the the months ahead, let alone the years ahead, it's really difficult to make big investment decisions or strategic decisions. I think all of us are hoping there's going to be some narrative from government with our latest uh, minister that maybe the, the incremental increase we've got on our staff and our support staff salaries, how we're going to fund that for many schools and mats. Um, obviously, the energy factor is a real concern for many, particularly mm. those that have recently committed to new contracts. Mm. Again, maybe on Friday, we'll hear more from ministers about how they're going to help mitigate that. But moving forwards, you know, my message with EdTech is there's some fantastic opportunities to leverage benefit, not just from a pedagogy perspective in teaching and learning, 
but also in terms of time saving and efficiency uh, and more appropriate and accurate use of data that can be really effective. But it's not a race. I don't think we should ever take the view that, you know, how invested in technology or edtech are you in your school? And by asking that question, somehow we're forming a judgment. Mm. It's really about edtech, where appropriate, where we can measure impact. Probably the thing that, I mean, you and I have talked about before that's the most common narrative at the moment is the effective use of edtech where it's evidence informed is actually the hardest thing is actually measuring evidence and something that i talk about recently is we are used to measuring the evidence of anything in our schools by curriculum outcomes mm. whether it's attainment or progress or a similar measure mm. and it's about widening that lens now and thinking actually what's the impact in terms of school to home communication staff well-being bigger picture staff retention one of our biggest challenges well using technology to make the, the role of a teacher easier to make data more accessible to allow and facilitate better support with our students mm. those things for me are the intangibles we've got to start measuring mm. and lots of colleagues are often forced into circumstances to deal with um, quick wins or, or short-sighted investments how important is strategy in all of this well, I'd say it's the key. I mean, I often say that when we talk about a digital strategy, you know, it starts with the teachers and the students. And then around that, you have those kind of different feelings. You've got your senior leadership team, making sure some of our priorities might mm. be aligned with the school development plan. You've got the IT team. You're thinking about data and privacy. You're thinking about online safety and safeguarding. You're thinking about accessibility. And then, then you're also thinking about CPD, that key lever that unlocks the value. And actually things like finance, the traditional, perhaps anecdotal, we've got a bit left to spend, what should we get? That short-termness. I always argue should dictate the speed of the journey, not the direction. Because what we've seen in many cases is schools of best intention gone out and acquired a piece of technology, whether it's hardware or software, mm. and not necessarily thought about what if we decide there's a better way in six or 12 months from now? Do we know if that software will be ag agnostic? Will it work if we change from iPads to Chromebooks or from Chromebooks to PCs, whatever mm. the platforms are? Um, we want to make sure we've got technology that will flex with our organization. And we also want to make sure we've got technology where if it accrues lots of data, which is, which is useful about our students, that it's not too sticky. In other words, it mm. doesn't prevent us moving to something else if there's a better solution down the line. So that strategy of thinking, not just where we want to be in a few years time, and it's a constantly moving feast, I might add, but actually why, mm. why are we doing this? What are our priorities and how are we going to measure it? If we start that conversation, then it's not about education, it's about any organization. Mm -hmm. If you get enough people's voices to, to, lead, to shape a project, people will come with you on the journey rather than feel they've been dragged on the journey because they understand the purpose. And communicating that purpose is often the hardest thing. Mm, excellent. Talk to me about governors at the moment. How important is their role? Is it, is it now more important than ever before? Well, I'm very passionate on the governance um, front, and, and thank you for just uh, mentioning the fact that I've got my new book around the governance. But across the UK, we've got a massive deficit of governors, schools looking for governors. And of course, when we think about the new, the broader MAT landscape, it's governors, it's trustees and members, those three strategic levels. Mm. Um, and each year we see greater and greater onus, particularly on boards of trustees, um, in terms of accountability for our MATs. And when we have financial pressure, when we have a white paper talking about aspirations about the scale and size that mats will be by 2030, when we think of the broader obligations, 
then absolutely it does. And I would argue we've got loads of people out in the workplace with transferable skills that could come in to support our leadership with challenge, but also ideas strategically and operationally, um, that we miss that opportunity if we're not signposting the role of governance and making it broad. And we've also got at the sort of the lower level, the local school governance, that key that our governing bodies need to reflect our community. Mm. We need to make sure that the community have a voice as part of what our school's delivering. So depending on the level of governance, we're looking for different things, skills, community representation and so on. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Al, thanks so much. It's always uh, a lovely opportunity just to uh, delve into your massive brain and pick up some of the great tips as well. Thanks so much for joining us. We're looking forward to hearing from you at the conference, but for the moment, thanks very much for joining us. Al Kingsley, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for us. This is Head Teacher Chat Radio with Russell Prue. It's nine minutes to nine and off onto the Padlet there. Ian has written this evening. Good evening, Ian. He says, great topics of conversation for heads and senior leaders on tonight's show. Ideal platform for sharing experience and good practice. We thought so too, Ian. Good to hear from you. Thanks so much. Maria Wojciechowska Kanida has been on. Hello, Maria. Now, uh, she and I presented many, many shows during lockdown here on learn radio fascinating conversation she says this evening it warms my heart to hear colleagues speaking about issues i have been aiming to practice for the last 20 years or so Uh, great to hear that education is moving in a direction which places children at the forefront of learning she's got a question for you guys are the are there any ways to increase more holistic opportunities in school using forest beach schools principles for example i'm sure both of you are familiar with those all the way through to reception to post 16 so that's a lovely uh, question for you two just to kind of round us off the evening from maria um are there any ways to increase more holistic opportunities in forest beach schools and those principles through reception to post 16 what say we to that lucy and jonathan what do you think opportunities i guess it boils down to funding doesn't it really who's got the because you know that taking kids outside is uh, a risk and easily uh, surmountable but um uh, it's there's a cost involved you'll need some expertise you need some additional training you need some resources i guess beach schools as well we we spoke to uh professor stephen heppel's daughter juliet heppel who's a brilliant educator in her own right and she runs a beach school Uh, And the kids learn on the beach and everything is shoreline based learning. Fascinating uh, curriculum they have there as well. It'd be interesting to see how they uh, cope with the one size fits all because it certainly doesn't uh, method. That's a a, a discussion for another day, I'm sure. Uh, Ideas. What do we think for that? I absolutely 100% think Maria. Yeah, great question. Fantastic question. There's so much uh, potential with forest and beach school teaching principles. Children need to learn through exploring, whether they're four years old or 16 year old. You know, everybody learns through play. And um, from I am an, uh, an early years specialist, so I've taught a lot of children through play oh. in my time. And um, they really do learn so much more when they explore and they're independent with their learning than if you say to them we're going to do this today and you're going to do it like that you know there's so much more that can be learned from just going out into the into nature and finding out and and being 
independent in that way that it's such a valuable way of teaching so absolutely i hope so maria is the answer to that question good i think that's a lovely answer uh, absolutely good uh, over on twitter as well uh, ed has been in contact he was our guest yesterday and he's his first tweet this year the, Ooh, i didn't know there were beats involved bless you ed uh, yes there certainly are uh, and I, I hope we've spun some nice tracks for you as well ed goes on sounds great toe tapping backing track he's enjoying it and he tells us that he got the url locked and loaded i love that language you should do a jingle for me there ed locked and loaded uh, for the morning thank so he's been listening to the podcast and uh, you're a brilliant contributor uh, so they can't wait to see you at the conference and in fact i can't wait to see lots of people at the the conference it's been a lovely way a lovely segue an introduction at if you like to, to your um network your professional development network i think it's absolutely fantastic how, how we've been able to kind of merge the folks you know uh, lucy and jonathan with the folks i know and come up with a really interesting uh set of resources it's good to see that um that there's still innovation uh, even though we're all singing from the same hymn sheet there is still innovation there's still folks doing exciting interesting things always someone with a new angle on something and i like that i think that is progression i think that is commendable do you agree i mean just checking that anyone, anyone? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. they are still there folks just more more power more bless you. <laughs> change those batteries yeah just thought i'd change it wasn't a formal no, question no, you will surely wait my mistake my mistake go on no. so i mean it's really good i mean interrupt me at any time and, please and, well russell i think that's how, why we're so lucky really and every day we're so grateful really for the role that we've we've got now because mm. we get to see all the fabulous things that leaders haven't really got time to see and that's kind of why we do what we do because we share that information as much as we can so we get to meet all the lovely people that are behind these companies and the the uh expertise and the knowledge and the training that they've got is is something to be proud of really i think so in terms of the uk's education companies markets in terms of what's coming mm. forward you know it, it's it's exciting and i think we should be embracing it and not closing the doors and and you know children things do need to move on and children all learn in different ways and if we can find something that helps children learn at school or young people learn at school which they didn't do before i yeah. think it's worth worth the effort it's good it's such the right time for a conference uh, folks if you are not aware we've mentioned it once we think we got away with it but here it is one more time headteachers.org forward slash conference it's where you go and book your seat and these literally are not bigging it up the last remaining tickets and if you want to be invoiced your school you can arrange to do that tonight on the website you don't need a card you don't have to pay this evening you can arrange to have the school pay for you as well it is three minutes to nine and that is what i call a well-planned show now i know how much we chat and we share the same <laughs> goals i can plan for it what i didn't know yesterday uh is that and i was just ignoring the producer who was just kind of doing the how, move it along russell come on let's move the show along and there we are we're just having a glorious chat up because 
I've kind of missed that. I really have missed it. It's, uh, and I think if I've missed it, colleagues have missed it. Uh, folks, I'm so looking forward to meeting you and talking to you about my contribution uh, to the 21st century with my school radio ethos, the way I've put young folk at the centre of everything I do and creativity and stand well back. It's not for everyone. It's dangerous. It's slippery and it's scary. <laughs> and I love it. Only then, as we've established this evening, can we really see young people thrive in this space where they own their own learning and can be entirely creative because I've no idea where their radio shows are going to take them. And I think we have proved that this evening. I had no idea where tonight's show. Thanks so much indeed for our contributors, John Tate, Robert Powell and Al Kingsley, to the fabulous Lucy and Jonathan Coy. And of course, to Matt O'Grady, Ian Maria and Ian and Helen and all the other folks that took the time to message us on our show this evening. You are very welcome and I look forward to seeing you all at the conference there on the 6th of October. It's the day before my birthday. I think I've mentioned that already. Do turn up with a small card <laughs> or I'll provide a bit of uh, a bit of materials to just make a bit of glitter and you could just pop one out for me at the tables as well. It'll be really nice to see you. I'm so looking forward. Both of you, have you had another fabulous evening? Have we exceeded your expectations, both of you? Oh, absolutely. It's been it's been great. Um, and thanks for having us, actually. Pleasure. Yeah. Well, we I think really you've had me, it. really, rather than the other way around. It does feel that way, but it's a, <laughs> a pleasure to be in your space as well. So thank you so much indeed. Oh, thanks, Russell. It was fabulous. Thank you very much. Pleasure. And don't forget your swimming costumes, folks. There's swimming and mankinis are not desirable, but they are permitted uh, in the poolside there from 5.30 onwards. Bring a change of clothing. It's just coming up to nine o'clock on Wednesday, the 21st of September, 2022. And that, folks, is the end of show number 251. Wherever you are, stay safe, sleep well, and we'll see you at the conference. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.